Would you pray with me? Risen Lord, come and make yourself known to us in our hearts, in our community, and be known to us in the breaking of bread. Through Christ our Lord. Amen. Good morning. Hallelujah. Christ is risen. The Lord is risen indeed. Hallelujah. We gather here on this Easter morning to celebrate life after a season of Lent where the tone has been somber and reflective. Today's Easter celebration is a reminder for all of us that no matter where we are in life and no matter what we're going through, that light overcomes darkness, that good overcomes bad, and that life overcomes death. If you or in your family have experienced a loss recently or if you've experienced the death of a loved one recently, today's scripture, today's liturgy, today's proclamation is that death doesn't win. Symbols of Easter, symbols of resurrection are all around us. The cold and darkness of winter tries to hang on this time of year, but will be overcome by the beauty of spring. Bright green leaves begin to cover the once bare branches of trees. Dormant grass springs to life and flowers begin to emerge from the ground. You know, this time of year, children enjoy Easter egg hunts. Here at Holy Apostles, after our service today, we have a tradition of having an annual Easter egg hunt. Well, today, as you watch children in their egg hunt, there's strong symbolism that I hope will influence the way we view the excitement and anticipation as it relates to the Easter story. The Reverend Pierce Norton gave an explanation about the symbolism of Easter eggs and egg hunts. The egg was a symbol adopted by the Christian faith to represent the new life that we have in Christ. Originally, when the tradition began, the Easter eggs were red. Red was a joyful color, but it also represented Jesus and his sacrifice. And because of his sacrifice, we would have eternal life just as Jesus was raised from the dead. The bright colors we use today were added later as a further sign of joy and of celebration. Children have fun at Easter egg hunts. In their search and in their discovery, there is an incredible amount of joy. There's something about children going to search for eggs just as we might go to look for Jesus in the tomb. It's the same joy that the women had when they reached the tomb and found Jesus was no longer there. The symbolism of the egg is that it's life-giving. There's something beautiful about new life within a fragile shell. In the same way, the tomb was the shell around Jesus' body that was cracked open with new life. The Easter story is not an easy story for adults, and it's not an easy story for children. And children don't have to have the dramatic aspects of the story to understand that Jesus died, that Jesus was buried, and Jesus rose again. In our gospel passage this morning, we meet three different disciples. We meet Mary Magdalene, and we meet the apostles Peter and John. And all three have a different experience on this Easter morning. They've just lived through, in a personal and dramatic way, the events of Holy Week. They and the other disciples had seen Jesus be worshipped and praised on Palm Sunday. Coats were laid out in the street before him and branches of palm were waved as he passed through the crowd. But in a few short days, everything had changed. People right and left turned their back on him. Someone on their inner circle had betrayed him. 
There was nothing any of them can do as Jesus was arrested and put on trial. And he was mocked by the same crowds that had earlier, a few days before, had praised him. He was betrayed and he was put to death. Their week that had started out so bright and so positive had quickly turned to days of drama and pain and sadness and covered by darkness. As Mary, Peter, and John woke on this day, you wonder if they had slept at all. If they dreaded facing another day dealing with what had happened. There was the death of Jesus, and then there was the way that it was done. And on top of that, Jesus was an innocent man. They may have found themselves saying, how did this happen? How did we let this happen? For everyone else in Jerusalem, life went on like normal. But not for them, not for what they had just experienced. They were stuck in the darkness of the past week's events. The Apostle Peter was, was always outspoken, one to wear his feelings on his sleeve. He had made promises this past week that he couldn't keep. At the Last Supper a few days before, he had told Jesus that he would be with Jesus until the end and that he would even die with him. But when Jesus was arrested and when he was questioned by the authorities, Peter was out in the courtyard also being questioned as well. And when asked, Peter denied that he was Jesus' follower, denied that he was his friend, and denied that he even knew him. Judas had been the betrayer, but Peter had been the one who abandoned him, who left Jesus in his moment of need. And then we have the Apostle John. Through all the events of the last week, he was the only disciple who stayed with Jesus through the crucifixion. He stayed at the foot of the cross, there standing beside Jesus' mother. The events of the last 48 hours were etched in his mind. The pain was still fresh. And this morning we also meet Mary. She must have had a lot on her mind, so much so that she went on a walk to the tomb early in the morning. Maybe she was trying to deal with her pain, to sort through in her mind what had happened and, and what, if anything, she could have done differently to have prevented what had happened. She had heard about the betrayal. She, she had been there at the cross when Jesus died. On this day, she went to the tomb to grieve, to, to be alone with her thoughts. Her pain was fresh. And like any time we lose someone that we care about, any time someone is taken in death, it can take a while for the reality to sink in. Sometimes we're in shock and, and we can't feel a thing. Other times we just want to be alone. Now, in front of other people, we can be strong, but, but privately we, we let our guard down. Before the sun rose early on this morning, Mary wanted to be alone and she wanted to experience her pain privately. When she arrived at the tomb, she, she saw something she hadn't anticipated. She saw that the stone was rolled away. Now, we might think that this was a moment of faith, that she believed instantly, that she shouted, Christ is risen. But actually, her response was more like ours would have been. The resurrection didn't even cross her mind. She thought the body had been moved or, or maybe that it had been stolen. And so she ran to tell Peter and to tell John. Peter and John were just getting up when Mary burst in with the news. 
And these disciples must have been shocked because they ran a foot race to the grave. John arrives at the tomb first. He saw the grave clothes. He saw the linen wrappings that were, that were neatly folded and left behind. Was Jesus' body moved or, or had it been stolen? Wait, his, his mind began to wander back to the predictions Jesus had made and he began to hope. What if, what if Jesus was who, who he said he was? And the text says that John saw and that John believed. He believed that Jesus had overcome death. Well, then Peter arrives next. He, he looks inside and he also sees the empty tomb. He must have wondered what had happened. But we don't know his reaction. He didn't say anything to anyone. Instead of speaking his mind, for once Peter held his tongue and he didn't say a word. And the strange thing, the, the odd thing, is that both Peter and John, well, they go back home. We don't know if they talked about it. We, we don't know what they may have said. There was no indication that they told anyone. I wonder if in their minds the darkness and hopelessness of the last days had kept them from experiencing hope. Have you ever experienced darkness day after day and, and when something good might be happening, you prevent yourself from believing it because you don't want to experience even more disappointment. You talk yourself out of the goodness trying to show itself because, because you believe it's just too good to be true. So you go back to living in the darkness. Well, Mary stays at the tomb where, where she's crying and continuing to experience sadness. And then Jesus appears and Jesus approaches her it's as if goodness was trying to show itself, that light was trying to show when all was dark. And at first she doesn't recognize him through her tears. But when she begins to see the light, she sees through her darkness. When Jesus says her name, she finally saw it. She saw the light, she saw the goodness, she saw the hope and the new life through the darkness of her pain and through her tears. Like the good shepherd calling his sheep, Jesus said her name and she recognized Jesus' voice. And her pain and her tears were changed, changed into joy. She saw the power of God. She experienced the joy and the hope that Jesus gives and we experience through the risen Lord. These three disciples and their three different experiences remind us that we all respond differently. One author says of the three disciples, one sees the grave clothes neatly folded and believes. One sees the same thing and there's no indication that he believes anything. And one is surprised into believing by hearing the sound of her name. In each of these, we find ourselves at one time or another. In this gospel story, there is room for each of us. Room for our reactions and room for our response. Room for one who sees and believes. For another who sees and leaves uncertain. And for one who needs to hear her own name. On this Easter day, may we have eyes to see God's activity. To see the new life that's emerging all around us. And to see Jesus' presence in our midst. 
May we have ears to hear when Jesus calls our name. Today we take a moment to celebrate the risen Christ, to remember that light overcomes darkness and that life overcomes death. The cross was not the end of Jesus' story. And death won't be the end of our story. Jesus overcame death, and and that's a promise that God makes to each one of us. So on this Easter day, enjoy watching children search for Easter eggs. Remember the empty tomb and how on this day God brought forth new life. And God wants to bring forth something new from within each of us so that each of us might be part of God's resurrection story. Amen.